Hello and welcome to the Rejoicing Together podcast, a ministry of Maysville Baptist Church, where we share stories of God's transforming power as seen in the lives of our church members. On today's episode, we will be talking with Brian Mullis about the topic, God's faithfulness and our finances. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello and welcome to the Rejoicing Together podcast, uh, where we share stories of God's transforming power. My name is Nate Trawick, and I am joined today uh, by Brian Mullis. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Glad to be here. So, so Brian, before we get going, uh, maybe just share a little bit about, I'm sure a lot of people maybe haven't met you at church, a lot of people are sure. around the church, so just share a little bit about yourself and uh, what are some things that maybe people would like to know about Brian? Well, I'm a fairly new member here. We've been visiting for a while, but just recently joined, uh, married father of two. My wife's a teacher at Commerce Middle School. Uh, I'm a CPA and also a uh, CFP. And, you know, basically uh, run my own business now, live right here in Commerce. Um, kids go to Commerce City Schools and do, do, doing, the, doing the, the, the dad and, and husband thing and living my life trying to do right by the lord yeah so so you said you're a cfa and a c a, a cfp certified CF, financial plan yeah. and a, a cpa okay so, so maybe share with everybody what those are sure so uh certified financial planner basically focuses on you know a whole range of things you know retirement account how you know if you wanted to plan for retirement you might go see a cfp if you wanted to say hey i I'll, i know i'm gonna pay for my kids school 15 years from now, I need to be saving, putting some back to, to, to do that. All right. A CPA basis, you know, uh, certified public accountant focuses on accounting and tax work. So if you need, you know, books done for your business, if you need your personal taxes or business taxes, that's what a CPA does. So um, I, I was a CPA since 2004, just recently uh, decided to study for and get my CFP. So cool. kind of got both sides of that now. Um but yeah, so, you know, I, I've kind of since 2000 and I graduated from, originally I was a musician, so got a degree in percussion, moved up to Athens to, you know, play in a rock band and, and ended up having to drive a paint delivery truck for a living. It's like, this ain't quite what I wanted to do, so let me just get in school. Didn't Never really intended to finish or graduate, ended up getting my master's in accounting and then going to work, one thing leads to another, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. It definitely changed, you know, my outlook on a lot of things. But so since 2002, I have been, you know, in account, 2001, really, in accounting. I got my CPA in 2004. But the big mess that I got in financially, the peak of was 2008. Yeah. So problem was I was too smart. You see what I'm saying? I knew too much. So I, I know how to balance all these things and, you know, get all this thing, you know, this thing lined up where, you know, I'm making a margin here and making profit here and, and just build a big old house of cards that, mm-hmm. you know, that it's it's man's foolishness, right? Yeah. I mean, a man's wisdom is, is God's foolishness and vice versa. So God's plan is simple and it's easy, but we try to make things complicated yeah. and we get in a mess. That's my take on it. 
So yeah. awesome. Well, well uh, you mentioned, you know, 2008 and, uh, I know for a lot of our church members, that was a really, really hard time. I know for my parents, mm-hmm. that was a hard time. Um, so, you know, you said, you know, you built up this house of cars, maybe share how God brought you through that. Sure. And, and just to clarify from the, from the get go here, I've never not tithed. So I can't speak to not tithing other than to see my family. My, I got two brothers, my parents, they never tithe consistently, and they always struggled. They, you know, hand to mouth, uh, always having some money problems. I never didn't. I never did that. I always tithe. What I didn't do was live within God's provi- his his uh, provision for your life when it comes to debt. You know, uh, I don't, again, I don't believe. Told the preacher this. I don't believe debt is a sin. I just believe it's not God's. Uh, best for you. It's not his best plan for you. And so that's where I was kind of getting off the path is I thought I was too smart. I could figure out how to, you know, buy a rental house on debt and then rent it out. And then, oh, you're making $200 a month here. And then you just do that 10 times. And now you're making $2,000 a month, all this kind of stuff. And and there was a little bit of um, what I call, um, you know, we spending for luxuries and consumption, consumption, right? So in, in 2008, I, it was a summer of 2008, remember, clear as a bell, we went to a car dealership and I got two new cars. So boom, boom, right? Two brand new cars with two brand new car loans. And three days later, I'm sitting in the house going, what did I do? I don't even know what I owe. Let me figure this out. And I tallied all of it up, credit cards, because I would buy rental properties on credit cards. I would go and get a cash advance from the credit from the credit card. I'd buy these things where you could get them no money down. Back in 07, you could do that because if you had enough equity in the property, that was your down payment. And so I had like 11 rental properties, two brand new cars, my house here in Commerce. Um, I bought a comic book. Uh, and baseball card store in Macon. I had a vending business. I would, I mean, it was just ridiculous. And I had right under eight hundred thousand dollars. It was like seven ninety nine nine twenty in debt. Eight hundred thousand dollars, almost a million dollars in debt. Uh, Eighty thousand plus was credit cards. Eighty thousand was credit cards. Um, and I just said, man. This is ridiculous. I was driving 75 miles one way to work a corporate job in Atlanta. One way. One way down, one way back. Um, and had to. You can't make that kind of money to pay that kind of debt off mm. up here yeah. where I want to live. You know, I had to drive to the city every day. So I was, and, and the Bible says, you know, the borrower slave to lender. I was in bondage. I was trapped in that job. I couldn't leave it if I wanted to. So every morning, I'm getting up, leaving in dark, driving an hour and a half, two hours to work, working all day, driving an hour and a half, two hours back, come home, there's my little kids on the steps waiting to see me. I ain't seen daddy all day. Um, you know, forget, hey, I got this luncheon at school, can you know, no, not today, I got a deadline, I got, got a, you know, that kind of stuff. So, I remember I'd call Jabundi, uh, my wife, and we would say, hey, you want to go out to eat tonight? Yeah, that'd be great. Cool. I'll, I'll try to leave early. 
I leave at 4.30, get a jump on traffic, get home at 8 o'clock. They've already eaten Golly. too late. You know, sorry. Mm. Just, and so it was, it was terrible. And uh, I made a decision that summer. I'm like, this is, this is done. I'm over with this stuff. I'm starting right now. Lord, help me move this mountain. Now, it took time. It took time. But the reason it took time, I mean, it was a 12-year journey. And the reason it took time is not because it takes the Lord any time to do anything. If he wanted, I could have, he could have wiped it out the next day. But what takes time is changing me. Because if he wiped it out the next day, I'm still the same person who ran that $800,000 up. What am I going to do? I'm going to run it up again. The Lord also says if you, you know, follow him, he'll give you the desires of your heart. He can do that in two ways. He can give you the desires of your heart. Or he can change you to be more like him mm. and then give you what he wants for you. Yeah. And then you still have the desires of your heart, yeah. right? I'll tell you right now, today I have no desire to go buy two new, brand new cars. Mm. I don't want them. I don't care about them. I don't, I don't need them. Um, and one of the things I did, as soon as we, uh, a couple of funny stories about this whole thing. Like, for example, uh, I had those two brand new cars. Well, I tried to sell mine for three months. Couldn't do it trying to drop the price. I mean, I owed some money. I couldn't drop it too much. And then one day, Jabuni drove the thing to work and had a fender bender. And my first question was, are you all right? And then she's like, "And then, is it totaled? <laughs> because if it's totaled, I get a check and I can get that thing off of me. Sure enough, it was totaled. Hmm. So that car was gone. That debt was gone. And I bought a $1,500 Kia Spectra, 2001. <laughs> it had a scratch all the way down. It like, looked like a big monster took claws and just ripped down the side of it and uh she it was so bad she wouldn't drive it oh well. and i worked <laughs> at a corporate job in investment management like a, a private equity firm in atlanta and i'd pull up between two bmws <laughs> and, you know that we called it the special k yeah special k we my whole my workers nicknamed it the special k i drive the special k i drove the special k for a long time i was proud of it yeah. but fifteen hundred dollars and it stunk who it stunk but that's the kind of stuff, it, once you get into that mindset, then it becomes a game. Mm-hmm. It's fun to me to drive the Special K because, man, I'm getting ahead. I see these guys out here in these Lexuses and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, pay for it, baby. Pay yeah. for it. You know, I think that's, that's a good point because I think a lot of people maybe don't realize that when they look around and they see other people, uh, you know, enjoying these things that are so, so, so expensive – Um, You know, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times uh, they're buying those things on credit. Right. And and I found I couldn't enjoy it. Like I I could not enjoy something that wasn't already paid for. Like Mm -hmm. um, it just it just took all the like once you buy that new house or that new car and and the shine wears off. And what I mean by that is once all the family comes and sees it. Oh, so proud of y'all. I love this. Once that's done. And you just there with the same, and and then then when mom and daddy walk in the door and it's no big deal, and you still got that payment and that that debt, that's when the shine wears off. You're like, nah, this ain't cool. Yeah. I mean, I have more. Um, my wife and I, we love to go to yard sales and stuff. We love to find a deal. I'd rather brag about some deal I got on a paid for use something than than bragging about. I mean, anybody can go get a note and get a brand new eighty thousand dollar car. Uh, anybody can do that. I'd, I'd rather just go find something and get a good deal and have it paid for. But again, that's me being changed over this process to where 
I don't even want the things I used to want. Man, and you know that that's so good because I don't think, you know, we really think about that. We think about, you know, how uh, we want God to give us exactly what we want, but what we really need um, is for God to change what we want so that it aligns with what He wants. So, man, could you just speak into that? Well, that's what the Bible says. If we, you know, you submit to the Lord, He'll give you the desires of your heart. A lot of people could interpret that as, I want that brand new house, I want that brand new car, I just submit to the Lord and He'll give it to me. Well, maybe. Maybe what He'll do, though, is make you not want necessarily that house and that car and be satisfied with what you got. You still got desires of your heart at the end of the day. And, and uh, you know, it's, um, it, there's just a level of peace that goes with, you know, and specifically living debt-free, which is what I can speak to, that other people don't have. I mean, this past summer, I don't, a lot of people may not be aware, but our government basically ignored private property rights. They said, forget the Constitution. Forget laws in the United States. That that piece of rental property you earned your money, paid taxes on, then took that money and bought that house. You no longer have any say over it. We own it. Matter of fact, the person you got living in there doesn't have to pay you rent, and you can't evict them. We now have say over your property. Totally disregarded personal property rights. So for a year and a half, I had a rental property down in Macon. Somebody was living in, not paying me money, and I had no money coming in. If I had a mortgage on that, and a lot of these big-time real uh, landlords up in New York, it was financial, it was you know cataclysmic. They they basically lost everything because the you know the bank still wanted their money, and they couldn't get any money from their tenants. So it it's uh, that those kind of storms are easy to, to weather when you don't know anybody. Yeah. So, so you mentioned living debt free. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously the church is uh, well. At this point, we've already paid off the debt. Um, Excellent. This, uh, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, by the time this episode goes out, we'll have paid off the debt. Oh, man, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, obviously we're all really excited about that. Um, obviously, probably a lot of our church members, a lot of people listening to this, have personal debt. Um, how how would you recommend going about paying that off? What what did you do, and what have you seen that works for for people to get debt paid off? So. You know, I originally, you know, enjoyed listening to Dave Ramsey. Now, Dave and I don't agree on everything, and uh, obviously he's worth a heck of a lot more than I am. But, uh, you know, one of the things, he's he's a teetotaler when it comes to credit cards. He says cut them up. I didn't particularly like cutting up the credit card because then everything moves to your debit card, which is your bank account. And I, my, my brother, a great example, I won't tell you which one, but... He would, he'd get close. What he would do is he'd get close to his balance, right? Then he'd want to go, you know, take the family to Burger King or something. So he thinks he's got $35 in his account. He goes to Burger King and he spends $25, all right, because he's, he's trying to keep it down. And then he decides, mm, man, I want one more burger. So he goes back up there and spends $3 getting him an extra burger, Okay. <laughs> Well, he realized what he didn't realize is we only had he didn't have thirty five in his account. He had twenty five in the account. So when he spent that that first twenty five, that was it. Then he went back for that three dollar burger, and now he pays a thirty five dollar fee on top. He paid thirty eight dollars for that hamburger. Okay, and those kind of things when you pushing it tight. Whereas if he just had a set credit card that he spent all his running money on, 
you know, he could then, you know, make a commitment to pay that off every time the bill comes in. And then he's then he's just keeping track of one big bill that came out of that account in his head. Okay, I paid the $500 credit card bill. I'm good. I know I have $1,500, pay $500, whatever. Versus trying to keep up all these little daily ins and outs. I think it's actually hard. People run up a lot more in NSF fees than if they would just, you know, make the commitment to pay that that running money credit card off and, and just have that designated card. That's just your running account and, and you pay that off. So for those reasons, I, I don't like the no credit card thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say I will never borrow again. If my daughter comes up needing a $500,000 operation tomorrow to save her life, I'm borrowing the money. So I'm not a teetotaler in that respect. Now I'll be praying for God to send that money up but I'll also borrow it if I need to. Um, but in general, I, I would steer away from it, and, and especially when it comes to consumption items. And what I mean by that is things just for your own use. Like, like uh, I'd rather see somebody borrow maybe to get a rental property or some income-producing asset uh, before they borrow to get a new car. I mean, there's no need for a new car or new clothes or uh, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that that's just you're consuming that and that's that's uh you don't need to borrow for that sure so so you also you know obviously have made it to the other side of all this debt you know what's the difference living under debt and living in debt well uh as i described my life before you'd leave in the dark you get home in dark barely see your family Mm -hmm. um always worried about somebody else's priorities and deadlines and never worrying about your family, or much less what God wants you to be concerned about. That's that's pushed down to the bottom of the list, you know, because you're you're right. You, you got to keep the paycheck coming in. Uh, compared to today, I'm sitting here at ten o'clock on a weekday. Uh, Going to leave here, go eat lunch with my daughter when she gets break from high school. Uh, may do some work for a few clients this evening. May not. Don't have to. Don't care about it if I if I do or not. Uh, that's the difference. Yeah, is. You know, being available to do what the Lord wants you, needs you to do whenever you, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I know um, you know, that mindset is just so foreign, I think, to American culture. We have this mindset. You know, you even mentioned it, like, get, 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 get. Um, but, you know, you, you've mentioned, you know, how God has changed the desires of your heart to be what he wants. And now all of a sudden it's family and um, you know, getting to enjoy that time. And so that's just really encouraging uh, to me um, and challenging to me. The, the ways of the world don't make you happy. Mm. So, and as in any area, sex, money, it's all hollow. It's all mm. empty. And, and you know, God, the parameters that God has set around your life are to increase your joy and your happiness, not to, to limit them. Mm. And so, like... A good analogy. Let's say there's a playground, uh, and it's an old construction site that was converted to a playground. Got a bunch of broken glass in the yard, right? The Lord comes in, and he clears a big old square, a big old, you know, and paves it, right? Nice big square playground, or put some of that, you know, little fake uh, turf down or whatever. And he says, hey, guys, play in this area. You'll be happier, safe. I've cleared all this out. There's the parameters I've set up. You play in this area, you're good to go. But no, we want to take our shoes off and go run outside of that area and then cut our foot 
and 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 they said, "Why why were you playing outside here? I wanted to have fun. Is this fun? That's not the fun area. Yeah. <laughs> the fun area is in here." Yeah. So he he doesn't do it to you know be a cosmic killjoy. He does it to increase your happiness and joy. That it, being in debt ain't fun. That's that's not fun. Hmm. So that's my take on it. Absolutely. You know, Brian, <clears throat> earlier we were talking about, um, you know, what, you know, different things you've done in your life to help you get out of debt. And one thing that you said uh, that we've heard before on this podcast is uh, that you didn't stop tithing. Um, maybe just share with us a little bit about uh, what your thoughts are on tithing. Yeah, you don't stop tithing to get out of debt. That's ridiculous. Because basically what you're saying is, I'm trying to ask the Lord's blessing, so let me stop doing what he already has said you should do to then do this other thing. That's like saying, um, it's like you, you know, tell your kids, hey, you need to keep your room clean, you need to cut the grass. And like, now the room's dirty. Why do you need clean the room? I had to go cut the grass. Look, you're supposed to do both. You're supposed to keep the room clean <laughs> and cut the grass after you clean your room. You know, it's kind of a, yeah, you you can't ask uh Ask the Lord's blessing, which you really need to to keep you on this mindset and keep you focused. If you're all, if you decide to move out of His will that way, because that's one thing about when I there have been times where I've always tithed. Now I've always caught up, but there's been times where I'm gonna count it. I need to. I've had a property sale, and there's some cost, and I got to figure this out. And I, I'll figure that out. I'll figure that out. I'll figure that out. And it gets to be lagging my payment, right? So, you know, I know I owe it. I got to figure it out and write the check. But if it goes too long, things happen that get my attention. A car repair, something else. There'll be some break or some repair. Things start happening where I'm like, wait a minute now, something's not right. It's like the vehicle's not tuned up or something. Like, something's not right. What's going on? And I'm not saying the Lord's vindictive. What I'm saying is, I start to live, push those parameters, you know, and live outside of them. And now I don't have the protection. I don't have the protection. I don't have the, you know, you, and so I got to get back in. Yeah, man, I, I think that's really good. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize, um, and I know I haven't realized at times in my life, right? Like there's been times where, uh, you know, tithing isn't a priority. Um, and so the, the question that I've begun to ask myself is, if, if tithing is not a priority first, right? Like if I don't make that a priority in my life, how in the world are my other priorities, right? How in the world are these other things that God's entrusted me with, how are they going to be rightly prioritized? And so money does get tighter uh, because, you know, I, all of a sudden my, my priorities are out of whack. My desires, like you've been talking about, are out of whack. And, and so I've definitely seen exactly what you're talking about. So, so man, that's, that's really good. Uh, maybe just share. Um, do you do you have anything else that you would like to to tell anybody who's listening today? God don't need your money. God doesn't need your money, my money. He could do everything with, with half a thought. God's desire is for you to depend on Him and look to Him on a daily basis for all things. So when you feel that you have to keep God's money, that's you going. I don't really trust you, God, to take care of me. Like you say, I need to hold a little bit back. I need to, I need to, I need to trust in myself a little bit, take a few more precautions myself to, to, to make sure that you're going to do what you say. That, that's an insult to God. You, you either trust him, you either believe Jesus Christ is alive today 
and is a man of, is of his word. You believe the Lord or you don't. And when you don't, when you trust in yourself more than him, that's a sin. So not tithing is a sin, not because, you know, God needs the money or the church needs the money. It's because you don't trust the Lord. And that's not where you need to be living. Well, Brian, thanks again for joining us. I know that this conversation was encouraging and challenging for me personally. Uh, I'm sure that our listeners at home would say the same thing. Uh, So thank you so much for your time. For all of you listening at home, uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, We're so glad that you were able to uh, listen to this conversation. Uh, We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Uh, But until then, we hope you have a blessed week. Thanks again so much for listening to our podcast today. The Rejoicing Together podcast is a ministry of Maysville Baptist Church. We hope and pray that this episode has encouraged and will challenge you to grow in your faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord. If you would like more information about the church, our other ministries, or information on how to support those ministries, please visit maysvillebaptist.net. If you have questions about today's episode, or would like to speak with a pastor, please contact the church. Again, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a blessed day.